The Dallas Cowboys held their rookie minicamp over the weekend. What is the biggest takeaway from the first few practices? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today? Doing well. You know, we got a little bit of uh, people doing football type activities over the weekend and, and, uh, and some information from some beat guys. And that's plenty for us to wildly speculate about what's going on in Cowboys rookie minicamp. And I'm excited to do that. Yeah, I, uh, I talked to a couple of people that were at practice and know what they're watching because it's those are two very different things uh to kind of to fill me in on what's uh what's going on so wrote them down in this little handy dandy cowboy notebook that i have um so let's let's get right into it landon the very let's first note that i have uh from somebody who was there said the intensity was crazy um and mike mccarthy actually talked about this a little bit he said uh he thought they did a little bit too much um on friday and they needed to tone it tone it down on saturday he actually cut practice i think he said 17 minutes short um just want to point this out the cowboys got in trouble i don't remember it was last year or two years ago by doing too much in otas and mini camps i think we were teetering on that kind of being the case here but it's great to see that the the intensity was up for the first practice of the year yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, I'll, I'll, it's not my money, so I don't, I don't really care. But I'll, I'll pay the fine, on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, or, or, or my team will pay the fine gladly uh, for guys working too hard. I, you know, I so think with Jerry Jones, I'm sure. I think he's yeah, okay I'm with sure. that fine. Yeah, it, well, he, well, he literally did pay the fine, so I, I, obviously he will. So I think that he will take that. Obviously, I mean, he'll, you know, just to see that kind of intensity, it's, it's obviously uh, good to see. It's good to see that they're excited and it's good to see that they're taking it seriously and, yep. and you know taking full advantage of the, these opportunities. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the actual players. And just the overall yeah. spirit of practice was it was good. It was a lot of effort. It, we've had other years where guys came in out of shape. Uh, Calvin Joseph yep. last year a little bit. Didn't seem like to be the case. The Cowboy, I guess it was a pretty efficient, uh, intense practice, which is great to hear. First note uh, on Tyler Smith. Um, he did not look out of shape. Let's just say it like that. He <laughs> looks physically ready to go. And I think I think some people that were there were really impressed by his physique. Because, I mean, you know how this is, Lane. And you see somebody on mock draftable or whatever, and you see his web, and, oh, that's a really good athlete. But until you actually, like, yep. see them on the field and see what their body composition is like, it's hard to get a gauge for these guys. But that's not the case for Tyler Smith. The other notes I have on him uh, – he only played left guard in the, the, the mini camps. And I get again, we can't take away too much of this, but it's pretty clear the Cowboys they're gonna want him to play left guard this year. Yeah, and I and I, I don't think that's so surprising. You know, no. I think that they uh 
they clearly had a vision for the player, uh, and I think that they they felt like you know getting him all these reps up front is going to help him. I mean, he's as he mentioned, I think after practicing, he played high he played uh, guard in high school, so yeah. he I mean he has some idea on exactly what he's doing. But I mean, I think it is important to kind of get as many of these reps to get him used to. You know things like uh, playing from a three-point stance and and yep. and get, get firing yep. off the ball and 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 you know, uh, you know his handwork is something that we've talked about, you know at at length. Uh, but I mean all that has to be kind of redone when you're going from a two-point versus a three-point stance. So uh, yeah, it's it's all just kind of starting the process of of building muscle memory for some of these guys. And, and that was my other go or go other note was that. Um, the people that were there said that he looked very comfortable at left guard. It wasn't one of these things where they're kind of having to teach him how to line up and how to have a sets. Like he's played this position before, so it's not completely new to him, but he looked comfortable and it looked like he was, you know, very comfortable in a stance. So all, all good news on Tyler Smith. Yeah, I think for offensive linemen though, it's just so hard in mini camp when you have, you're just shorts and t-shirts, right? Like we don't really yeah. learn that much about these guys. You see, you see how they move. You, you know, you can it. kind yeah. of get a, a, a sense of their athleticism. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not moving anybody off. You're not hitting a blocking sled, really. I mean, you, maybe you're hitting the sled, but you're not hitting another person. You're not trying to physically move another human being to a place that they don't want to go. Well, is, you know, well, well, hold maybe, on. Maybe you are. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misinformed. Please tell me. Uh, somebody said they couple, couple really nice scuffles between. John Ridgeway and Tyler Smith in practice, Ooh, and those that. guys had those those guys were going at it to the point where they it was it was too much for a mini camp practice. But wow. uh, the very first thing that somebody said about Ridgeway is the technique is not there in terms of pass rush. Like he, and we you see this on tape, right? He's just he's not he interested to, in technique. No, he <laughs> wants to fight you, and he wants yeah. to be the big bad bully on the defensive line. And we saw that, I guess allegedly in the first day of practice, like Tyler Smith and Ridgeway are going to try to establish who's the meanest guy in the trenches. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you love that, right? Like that's exactly what you want to hear about your, your day three defensive tackle. Yeah, absolutely. You need a guy who's willing to, and and obviously looking forward to mixing it up and doing the dirty stuff in the, in the trenches. And that's what he's here for uh, is to kind of be a guy to, uh, fight these interior offensive linemen and, and, and make their lives hell. So uh, I, I'm glad to see that he's uh, he's taking his job very seriously. And, and the other thing about Ridgeway, very similar to Tyler Smith, you, you see 320 on a sheet and you think that's just a huge guy, which it is, but he's not sloppy either. And again, you can kind of see this on tape. Like he's a, just a very strong 320 pound defensive tackle. I think maybe the other guy that they drafted last year on day three, maybe he's not in quite as good a shape. I don't want to mention anybody by names, but I, there's just a difference here, right? I think Ridgeway holds his weight a little bit better, and I'm just encouraging to see. All right, uh, get some other notes. Some of them are very, very interesting, but before we uh, we get to those, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments this year, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, Sam Williams. And this is kind of the one that's been going around Twitter a little bit, right? Uh, Mike McCarthy talked about a couple wins that he had that were very impressive. Uh, Dan Quinn talking about seeing him uh, before the draft and saying that he would really like to coach him. Uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen that. A couple of things that I wanted to add. Worked exclusively as a right defensive end only. That's probably not that surprising to you, Kanan. Nope. Um, but the Cowboys were surprised at how much he bulked up kind of going into camp. He said that he he's listed at 256 or something like that. He looks like he's 265 long. Um, and somebody actually compared him to his body type to what like a younger Demarcus Lawrence looked like. So hmm. uh, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that is interesting. I mean, I think he's probably a more explosive player than than Demarcus was even at 260. Uh, but that's that's interesting that how much he's bulked up. I think that's good for bode bodes well for his ability to kind of play more snaps and handle the kind of uh, the heavy load that he's. Uh, he may potentially face. I mean, obviously the plan is uh, initially to kind of be have him be part of a rotation, uh, but if he has success early and, and and is able to kind of find a way to play the run a little, play the run well. Uh, you know, the thing is, uh, real quick about Sam, and again, it's funny that we're we've now swapped back to Sam from D Williams. Yeah. Is, it, yeah. Apparently, he's chosen the, to abandon D. Uh, I, I think you know, we we just never saw a ton of snaps of him playing out wide. I mean, he's in, 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 and Dan Quinn talked about it, right? He played a lot of five. He played a lot, a lot of four I. He played some inside the B gap, a little bit of three. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see him try to cons- – I mean, we've seen some pass rush on the outside, and that's what obviously, you know, whet everybody's appetite. But it'll be interesting to see him get some opportunity to play wide as a defensive end and play the run, you know, and see how well he does that. And, and, and that kind of will determine – you know, how often he's in part of this rotation or where in the rotation he is uh, as they you know, kind of cycle through these guys between Parsons and Armstrong and Fowler. and, and, and Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's a behind the scenes thing. So <laughs> somebody told me that his two wins that Mike McCarthy, you know, it's been referencing to the media. They said those wins were laughably good. Like he just completely won right off the snap. And it's not – Super unexpected because I believe the left tackle that he was going against was my guy, Matt Letsko. And Letsko is pretty raw. So if he can jump snaps and bend around the corner, he's going to win a lot of those. Um, but the Cowboys officials or scouts or whatever you want to call them, uh, they see Sam Williams as somebody who can give them some pass rush juice on that right side that might be able to defend the run better than Randy Gregory, because as much as we love Randy Gregory, that's not, it was never really his strong suit, right? His game was bending around the edge to get to the quarterback. And he did that extremely well, but sometimes it left them a little vulnerable to the run. Right. And I think the Cowboys believe that with Sam Williams's size, he's very long. uh, Some of the extra weight and the extra power. Cause remember there was times like early on in Gregory's career, he was playing at, what do you want to say? 240, 240. Yep. I think he came in 235. 235 if, is what he weighed when he came in, yeah. It, it, if Sam Williams can be 265 and he plays with some power and his long arms, maybe you do get, a, let's say, an above-average run defender with somebody who can give you some speed on the edge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this gently, so please don't come after me, folks. But like, part of the reason that we all wanted Randy Gregory back is that we still felt like he could be better. You know he, he, that he still, still had player. He still hadn't quite hit the ceiling or, or yeah. the promise that we all had for him, right? 
So I, I think there is room to grow here. There is some room for improvement here. And obviously, if Sam could come in here and look, if, if we can upgrade the I, I think there's a possibility here with the with the collection of players that you have that you have a better run defense on the edge than you did last at this point or at the end of the season last year, right? I would agree. I mean, maybe maybe by the end of the season or 2023, I, I still think it's going to be – it's going to take a while for these kind of guys to get up to speed, right? I, I just worry how much – if people are expecting Sam to play a lot as a rookie, I just – Oh, yeah. No, know. I'm not – I'm saying as a collective, as the right as defense. Collective. I think with Fowler, with, with Armstrong getting some more snaps, I think all those guys are better – going to mean that immediately your run defense at defensive end is better. That's not necessarily <laughs> – you know what you're shooting for. You you want the pass rush, and there's a reason you right. wanted Randy Gregory back. Right. But I think the hope is that if you can have a, a, an improved run defense on on the edge, have somebody opposite of Demarcus Lawrence that can set the edge uh, on your defensive line, and then have the pass rush just improve throughout the season. Um, I, I think that that's where you're kind of shooting for improvement in the, in the, the defensive end spot without Randy Gregory. It's it's not going to be an immediate situation because you just don't have yeah. somebody that's as immediately good as Randy Gregory. However, I mean, again, you have Micah Parsons there, who is obviously your your second defensive end, maybe defensive yeah. one, in one, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it will be interesting to see exactly how this collection of players can, you know, compares to the other collection of players from last season. I, I do want to be clear about Sam Williams. Like the Cowboys were very excited by like what he looked like in practice and they think he physically looks really good. I mean, he's still a ways away as a pass rusher. Like he, he still needs to learn how to do counter moves. And I, I think his footwork could be a lot better. He's pretty raw as a pass rusher, despite you see those big sack totals in the SEC and you think this guy's polished, but that's not really the case, right? He wins more on athleticism and effort. So it's, it's going to take him a bit before he – I mean, he may never ever get to the point where he is as talented as a pass rusher as Randy Gregory because Gregory was kind of a freak in that area. But um, through through minicamp so far, I think the Cowboys are encouraged by what they got here in the second round. Yeah, and I think that's where, where everyone's expectations should be is that uh, Sam's going to come in and be part of a mix, and he's going to have to work his way up the mix. I mean, he's not – He's not coming in as the the top dog by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Yeah. You have two guys that are that are here that are established NFL players. So, um, you know, and I, I think that he's gonna. There isn't, you know, an impediment to getting him more snaps if he comes in and he plays well. Uh, then I, I think that you know he'll he'll, he'll advance. But I think the Cowboys yeah. have players there ahead that he's not exactly being inserted as the starter at the position, uh, yeah. and then just hoping that for the best there. All right, so. First couple of takeaways, no, nothing really all that surprising, right? Tyler Smith looks good physically. John Ridgeway wants to bully people, and Sam Williams is athletic. I, I get, I get it. Like those aren't the biggest, most groundbreaking takeaways. This one did surprise me. The, the one I'm going to tell you next: Devin Harper, our linebacker uh, that the Cowboys took from Oklahoma State, who is very, very athletic, um, but maybe not the most developed in terms of the linebacker. Uh, Lena, this is going to shock shock you. He looked really athletic at practice, like in terms of covering and running sideline to sideline, really good. Uh, they did some drills where the linebackers pedaled, uh, you know, pedaled backwards, came forward and, and caught the ball. He did that really well. However, the, the part that was a little bit surprising to me is the Cowboys, I guess, were encouraged by his awareness. There was a couple plays where he recognized what was happening in front of him and beat a tight end to the spot, like on one of those play action boot plays. Uh, there was a running play where he shot a gap and kind of anticipated where he was going to go. 
again, it's not to say that Devin Harper's the next Michael Parsons, but I think the Cowboys feel pretty good about maybe down the road him helping out on defense. I, I don't think that's going to help this year or happen this year, but they love his athleticism and they think maybe down the line a year, two from year now, he could help in nickel situation. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you know that's the that's the the hope, right? Like, I mean, the, the thing was is that we we we've been wondering, you know, what is his uh, uh, his ceiling beyond a special teams player, right? We we you know you saw the athleticism at linebacker. You had questions about those instincts. You had questions about that awareness. You had questions about whether or not he was a natural kind of linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him kind of you know. Uh, uh, you know at least early on kind of show the instincts that you weren't exactly sure if he had, that certainly bodes well for him down the road. Now, I think that, you know, the idea that he's going to get a ton of snaps, uh, 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 you know, as a defender early on in this defense, I think, you know, probably we still got a ways to go before we're ready to say something like that. But I think the fact that he's able to show anything here is, is encouraging for, you know, down the road when it's time to see if he can be more than just a special teams player. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you're just hoping during training camp in the preseason, he shows you flashes on defense where if you need him to play as a rookie or as a second-year player, that uh, it's not going to be somebody that you have to hide on defense or anything like that. So just pay attention to, to Devin Harper through the next couple of months as we get closer to the season. All right, a couple more things I want to run through, Landon. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes, realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Uh, I actually got my box the other day. Uh, we're going to be selling Yeah, there you go. You got it right there, ready to go. <laughs> I got them uh, always within arm's reach for when I'm hungry. This is what we're going to do instead of birthday cake tonight because my wife kind of – Yes, not. happy birthday, birthday, guys. If you oh, didn't already you. know, happy birthday to Marcus. Thank you. Instead of getting me my you know usual Steelers cake for my birthday, she's going to give me a little candle books. on top of your Built Bar. That's, that's <laughs> what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go check out Built Bar uh, right now or Built.com to, uh, and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Landon, a couple other notes. Uh, Damone Clark was at practice. Uh, not all that surprising, but he was wearing his jersey. He was not participating in practice, but he was kind of going through the motions. Uh, Mike McCarthy said, I believe it was yesterday, that we're not going to force him onto the field too soon. We're going to be careful careful here. But I think the Cowboys were encouraged that he was out at practice. And, you know, it, I don't want to say he looked healthy or anything like that, but, but he was he was there. And maybe that was not expected from the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it just seeing him out there and, and, and able to, I mean, because, you know, we just have no frame of reference for where he is. Like he could have walked out there in a wheelchair. He could have been rolled out there in a wheelchair. He could have walked out there on crutches. I would have had no, he could have had a neck brace on. I would have had no frame of reference for exactly, you know, where he is in his mm-hmm. recovery. You know, I listened to the interview with him. I don't know if you did too, but but you know, even in the interview, he, he said, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I can play right now. You know, and that's obviously not in the cards. He needs to fully heal from a spinal fusion surgery before he's able to play a contact sport again. But I think it, it at least gives you an idea of, you know, where the pain management is, where his uh, ability is to 
kind of remain in shape to, to participate in other parts of the of the of being in the team. You know, this is not a situation where he's not going to be able to be around or he's going to be, uh, 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 you know, unable to be on the field or anything. It's, it seems like he uh, still has the ability to kind of be around the team, you know, kind of take these mental mm-hmm. reps, uh, uh, you know, standing on the field, not having to kind of be limited in that sort of way. And I think that will certainly help his, uh, uh, you know, kind of, sharpen or, or ease the 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 incline for for when he does need to come back uh and, and needs to start ramping it up at least he'll have all those kind of mental reps underneath him exactly. he'll have an idea he's been in practice he hasn't been like a separate face he's been part of the team that whole time so uh those are all encouraging things yeah obviously he's not playing for half a year like that's just you know yeah everyone just needs to kind of say goodbye to him till november essentially uh, and but hopefully the idea is that with the way he is now, uh, by the time November rolls around, if he gets cleared, you know maybe he's ready to kind of step in and, and play some sort of role for the Cowboys this year. Absolutely, um, we'll see. I, I think the Cowboys are going to be very very patient here. I, I don't. I think they saw what happened with Van, Leighton Van Der Esch. Was it early 2020 where maybe they rushed him back a little too soon? I just think they want to be super careful here. They they're playing the long game. They know they don't necessarily need him this year, uh, but we'll see. I, I think Damone Clark is somebody that's going to, whenever he's ready to play, he'll be ready. Like he'll be mentally ready because he's already you know following along in practice. Um, seems like the team already loves him. So just kind of yeah. keep an eye on him over the next few months. Last guy that I want to talk about. And this is actually somebody who we haven't talked about yet on the show. Um, so I. I, I'm not sure if you've seen him yet, Landon, or not. The corner. Isaac, oh, what's yeah. that? The corner, yeah. Isaac, uh, yeah, yeah. Isaac Taylor Stewart. Um, he's a defensive back from USC, 6'1 and a half, 201, 31 and a half inch arms, ran a 4'4", 240-yard dash, extremely athletic. Cowboys are kind of playing him all over as a corner, as a safety. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe him and Israel Makamu are kind of competing for that last defensive back on the roster spot, somebody who could maybe match up against tight ends. Uh, but he was somebody, I guess, at practice, uh, had a couple of nice plays, um, maybe a little bit more physical than they thought, but somebody who was a, has a legitimate chance to crack this roster. Yeah, you're going to get a couple of these guys that are going to come in, um, these undrafted folks, whether it's the guys that we've already talked about and looked at and discussed or some of the other guys that are going to come in and make an impression. It's just a numbers game, right? And especially since – you have to remember that some of these guys are coming in more developed than a little than the normal because they've been in college football a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So there's certainly the opportunity for some of these guys to come in and make a good impression, come in and and uh, uh, surprise the coaching and scouting staff. Uh, and you know, say what you will about the Cowboys, but they've always been very good about uh, uh, you know paying attention to these guys who are undrafted free agents that are making a splash and then giving them opportunities to make the team and, and, and make a splash. So uh, if he continues to play uh, uh, the way he has uh, look for him to be mixing it up. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a really good training camp, if he uh, took a, a drafted player's job. Wouldn't be shocked at all. I don't know if you saw the article uh, that came out today from NBC sports, but every year they, they rank the undrafted free agent classes in the Cowboys were the number one ranked class actually for the fourth straight year. Uh, they said they had not, the Cowboys signed nine players 
that finished inside of uh, NBC Sports' top 300 players in this year's draft. I mean, just an absolutely incredible haul. We talked about a lot of them last week, but one of the guys we didn't get to was Taylor Stewart. They compare him very favorably to Eli Apple. And I know, listen, if Eli Apple has had certainly an inter- interesting NFL career, but yeah. if you could find if you could find a corner like that as a UDFA, that's how you win the the little margins, right? Is finding guys that can stick on the roster at cheap contracts like that. We'll see. This is the first step for these guys to making the roster, making an impact as a rookie. Uh, so good, good start for the former USC defensive back. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions, so please send them in to us. Uh, we love answering your guys' questions. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.